I am Bams, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. I'm Jupiter, and I play Missy, the forever teen misunderstood emo Malkavian. Hi, I'm Oz. I play Arthur Subchak, the Nosferatu. <laughs> I'm Tom, and I play Jimmy, the best Toreador from the 80s. And hi, I'm Super Cookie. I am playing Coco. The good news is, Art, kids these days love their phones. And as you are driving to the GPS location of Coco's phone that you have, it'll take you a little while, just because you're driving from across the city. But you arrive at a little bit of a housing area. Lower income, these are mostly like two-story houses, maybe some uh, broken up into more of like a house share or apartment on the first floor, apartment on the second floor. But you pull up in front of this building, and it says that the GPS signal is coming from that building. Coco, you see a car coming down the street in your direction. Probably not the first one you've seen, but... This one starts to slow in front of the house that you're on top of before stopping in front of it. Coming over to the ledge, you see a familiar vehicle. Oh, man. So I just kind of like lean over and just wave. Big smile. I imagine Art leaning forward to look out to check address numbers and stuff, and you see. A large monster hand and a Coco leaning over the side of the building and just waving at you. I... Wheel was right. She is here, but without her logic. Let us find out what is going on. Art is going to turn the car off. He's going to get out. He's going to do a quick check for big black SUVs. Nothing. A couple of beat-off cars are on the side of the street here, just from people parking. It doesn't seem like there are any lights on. This is closer to the middle of the night, just from after your, your traveling and activities that you've been up to. Yeah, Missy's getting out of the car as well. We're fine. It's good. It's good. It's fine. Everything's fine. I just jump up on the ledge, and I'm like, hey, guys, watch this. And I do two little cartwheels on the edge of the ledge. And stand up and, like, put my arms up like I'm a gymnast and, like, nail that pose. Katya, what are you doing here? Why are you not at the mole? Hold on, I'll just come right down. And I want to climb back down the building to him. How would you like to climb down the building? Because you did not climb up the building. Is there some kind of a fire escape situation? Some stairs? A ladder? No, this is only like a two-floor building. They might have like stuff they could throw out their window to climb down, but it's not like big iron fire escapes here. Okay. So, I'm stuck. I'll go just try the door. The door is locked. So, back over to the edge. Um kind of stuck up here. Can you, like, carry me down? 
Missy will just yell up to her. Just superhero jump. Yes, superhero jump in the middle of the night in the residential area. It's the middle of the night. Nobody's going to see. Come on. Let's see if she can land it. Just arms out. One knee hits the ground. You are doing cartwheels on balcony. You can stick landing. Okay. And I am, like, full of confidence. They think I can nail this. I can nail this. Superhero jump. You jump, and you land hard. You don't really manage to roll with it. And you can hear a little bit of cracking, and there's some pain in your legs. But you're able to stand up. can't believe she did it. Is it always supposed to hurt, though? Ouch. No, you just have to keep doing it more so you get better. Yes, we have... Uh, methods to mitigate the landing, to stick the landing, as Mischief would say. Art says nothing about knowing how to use Soaring Leap. So, Coco, where's Jimmy and the big black SUV? Uh, I don't know. I think he left. It was like a crazy night, you guys. Yeah, he like rolled out. I think that he's like leaving forever. It's pretty crazy. Wait, what? Leaving forever? What is going on? I don't know. He just, like, kind of got weird after, like, everything and took the car and just, like, rolled. Okay, two things. One, what car? Two, what is this everything? Well, so, met my vampire mommy. Like, she is so pretty, first of all. And... She's really pretty cool. Uh, needs, like, a style upgrade, maybe, but, like, it's kind of her thing, and she's just rocking that look, so that's fine. A light comes on across the street. Let us get in the car. We are making a scene. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let Can we go to the club? I've been wanting to go to the club all night, like, since I'm finally out. Um. Just Just for, like, maybe an hour or so. Let us get in the car, you explain why you are not wearing ankle monitor, and then we will see. But there is much explaining to be done. Ugh, fine. I just climb in the back seat and cross my arms across my chest. Pout. Monster hands. Missy gets in uh, the passenger seat. Just waits. Ever the put upon father, gets into the driver's seat, starts the car, sits there. What in the hell is going on? What do you mean you met this people? Met her where? She totally like ripped Carol Jackson's head off. Like Carol freaking jackson like yoinked her head right off and her monster hands she can just like put them away whenever she wants it's really cool like they're there and then they're not i'm i'm gonna try that i'm gonna try it again i already tried it and it didn't work but i'm like gonna keep trying she says they gotta like talk to the beast inside so i was thinking like just maybe some like meditation hearts not going to say anything. He's just going to turn. He's going to look at Missy. 
Missy's going to look back at Art like, I have a lot of questions too. I don't know. Like, why is she all of a sudden so happy to see the person that, like, what? A couple days ago, she was upset about being attacked and being made this horrible monster. But now she's in love. And, oh, my God, she's so pretty. And she needs a style makeover. Like, what is that about? She sounds crazy. It sounds like Jimmy about Carol, except Carol is dead. Dust. I mean, let's hope so. But if Jimmy wants to leave forever, fine. Jimmy can go. We don't need Jimmy. Coco, whose car did he take? Did he take the black SUV? Uh, yeah. Like, I don't think that Jimmy's car runs, so, duh. Did he leave with Sveeple? No, she taught me how to do that cool, like, um, thing, right? I'd like, she's cool. Like, she's cooler than you guys because she was actually answering questions and stuff and not giving me, like, dog nicknames, so that was nice. Nice change of pace. Was that before or after she ripped Carol's head off? That she was super nice and you guys just bonded? Like, after? After? Oh, okay, yeah. So, that makes sense, right, Art? If you see somebody rip somebody's head off, you just then bond with them and, and just think they're super cool and you just want to hang out. No, it makes perfect sense. Perfect sense when uh, you you murder somebody who is um, very influential in the uh, ivory tower and who is now dead. Did this happen at the mall? Did this happen at the at the karaoke place? Where did this happen? Uh, right in the parking lot, like in the mall. Like Carol was, I think Jimmy like was freaking out. We had to go. I don't even know why. But yeah, like, and don't act like me finally meeting like my new mom or whatever is like a bad thing because like you should see some of the stuff she can do. Like it's cool. And for your information, I've like now killed like several people. Okay. So like monster. You've what? Yeah. Like all, you know, my best friends, the guy, the whatever, like, yeah. We need to look for obedience training. This is exactly what I'm talking about right here. It's just rude. What? You're supposed to be at the mall with an ankle bracelet on. You took it off and you left the mall. Carol's dead. Jimmy's gone. Somehow we have a black SUV I didn't know about and could have been using this whole time. It was. Oh, that's right. Carol's SUV. It was Carol's SUV. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I get confused. Well, the confusing thing is why this all happens in our domain, which now is a crime scene that the Ivory Tower is going to be very interested in because the harpy is dead on it and her car has been taken by her ghoul, her underling, whatever we want to call Jimmy. Asshole. And you are unusually chipper. And what? What? Why are you even out here, Coco? Why are you? Why are you out here of all places? Because we were like playing a game. It was kind of fun and weird. I got shot, but like I popped the bullet out here, and then I like just kind of take it out of my pocket to like show it off, show it off. Look, you got shot. Fired, new mom. 
no, well, no, kind of, not really. But, like, look at this. Isn't that cool? Just like the movies. Art, I never want to hear a comment again about my behavior. No. No, never again. And so, did we interrupt the game? Is that what is going on? Or was the game over and then we arrived? I don't know. She's, like, super sneaky. Yes, given our good fortune, she's probably perched on the top of the car as we speak. I hope so, because she didn't even say goodbye or, like, tell me if I won. But, like, I'm pretty sure I won, won the game. Did you drink from her? Uh, no, that would be disgusting. Uh, I already learned that lesson. Thank you. Did she feed you anything? No. Why do you say it like that? Why do you say it like that? Well, like, because she didn't, like, feed me anything. Like, I got the security guy or cleaning guy or whatever the hell his job was. Like, I did that myself, pretty much. The one cleaned up, or was there another one? Oh, no, that was part of the game. Like, I had to, you should have seen it. I, like, ripped this wall down to, like, get at the guy. He shot me. It was, she is, like, a psycho, like, crazy. Like, pretty cool. You did this in the mall or elsewhere? No, just, like, a couple blocks over that way. Art, you would know that a couple of blocks over that way is either on the border or in Abishai's territory. As you take this moment to think about what is a few blocks that way, and you look at the smushed bullet from having impacted with a person, small caliber pistol, not something like a Desert Eagle or something that's something smaller like a 9mm or a Glock or in that general size. We're talking nine millimeter, maybe a three eighty ACP, something something that a cop would carry. Perhaps it's something common. It's not like it's some kind of like silver mixed with wood shavings and like anti vampire bullet. Yeah. So you hunted man, you went through wall to find him, he shot you, you ate him. Yep, that's that's pretty much it. And then um, then we came over, like, here, because we were playing the game, and, like, then I learned how to do cartwheels and stuff on the side of the building. I could probably do it, like, anywhere now. I'm, like, I don't I've never had such good balance. That's why I wasn't good, um, like, at cheerleading, uh, which is so disappointing for everybody, like, in my family, and now I do. Why is everything a mess tonight? Why is it all on one evening? There's... <sighs> Where exactly did you kill this man? Did you leave a body? Did you leave traces? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That's like... That was like your rule number one. I, I'm sorry. I just like... She was kind of like handling things, so I felt like it was probably okay. Oops. 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 That that's it. That's that's all you have to say to something that could come down on all of us is oops. How about 
because new mom, new mom said it was okay. So who cares? Art here, who's been taking care of you for how long now? Who cares what Art says? New mom said it was okay. Oops. Like, oopsie daisy. Oopsie daisy. I killed a guy, Art. Oops. Two guys. Two guys. Oh, I'm sorry. Didn't earlier she say several people? We're going to end up dead. Camarillo's going to come and kill us. If not for Carol, then for this one. No, it is, it is pretty clear that um, we have maybe until the end of the night before the sheriff decides he's going to take matters into his own hands and whether or not the prince is going to declare a blood hunt because the harpy is dead. The sabbat is in the city. It is our fucking fault. Carol's fault. It's Jimmy's fault. Oh, that's right. Speaking of the prince... Yeah, you know how he treated you at uh, Elysium. Well, get ready. It's going to do a lot worse to you now. And your new mom isn't going to be there to help you. Um, so, nah, unless you guys, like, narc me out like total fucking dicks, because... Um, if I need to save myself, I'm going to narc you out in a second. Like, I technically have been at the mall all night. Like, I haven't left. So, there's that. Thanks. Coco, how do you think we found you so quickly? I don't know. Like, you probably put, like, that stupid parental software on this shitty phone. (laughs) Not just that. But, yes. Do you think that they are so stupid not to have done something similar? That they don't have eyes and ears out anyway? Ah, this 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 is getting us nowhere. Well, you have to drive the car. Make it move. Aye. Then we'll go somewhere. Yes, I am. You're going to show me where this man died. Okay. So, like, left, basically. And then down here, uh, I think. They all kind of look alike-ish. But I could probably totally find the building for you. That's, like, not a problem. We're going to go find the building. A minute or two drive, and you will find a small warehouse, two, three stories tall. And Coco, this is, you're sure this time this is the place. Yeah, this is it. This is definitely, definitely the one. So, like, we can, the front door, she, like, opened it last time for me. Mark's going to park the car. And he's going to make sure the trunk is popped, but still kind of closed, because he's going to need it. Are you bringing them with you, or are you leaving the ladies in the car? Bringing them with me. You guys enter into a warehouse. Big open space with tall shelving units that are stacked front and back with like pallets on them that you would drive a forklift around and lift them up and take them down. Seems to be various forms of... Not like electronics, but different kinds of equipment. Coco leads you to the back where there are some impromptu offices set up. The kind of thing where you stick some some studs in the ground and you slap up some drywall. And that's good enough because it really just needs to dampen the noise. You see a section of this drywall that is smashed down. And looking through it, you see a guy wearing like a janitor's uniform that is laying sprawled out over the desk and has his throat ripped out. This is what you did. 
Yeah, cool, right? Check out his hands. You will see as she says that, and you turn back to look, his left shoulder bicep area of his uniform is ripped. And you can see where there was a gash that was cut that was leaking blood. In his right hand, you will see a pistol that is covered in a shitload of duct tape. Yo, a cop just gave that thing to her. It has definitely been a night for Arthur Subcheck. And as he feels the beast well up in him for maybe the third time this evening, he tamps it down. What does he think to himself to tamp it down and keep his shit under control? At least the harpy is dead. The boon is gone. I no longer have to worry about the boon. I have to take the next steps. I can't kill her, not yet. I won't kill Fanley. As much as I want to. So there's a little bit of a mantra, and then he's just going to walk forward, grab this guy, grab the gun. Good news, you don't have to grab the gun. It is still taped to his hand. I can't believe you did this. I thought you were better than this, Coco. Twice in one evening. Uh, sorry? Later. Mischief, can you find the, um, uh, the thing with the lifts and the beeping and the driving forklift truck? You find the forklift truck? Yeah. Go find it. If you, if please, I ask nicely. No, no, no. Let's clean up another mess. Telling you. Obedience training. Shock collar. <gasps> Can we get her a shock collar? No. Absolutely not. You don't get a vote. Okay, well, like, I'll just take it off again. Fine. Missy's just going to walk away and try to find the forklift. You slipped into this life rather easily, given it's only been a few evenings since you were bemoaning your lot in unlife. Yeah, so, like, I showed you the bullet, right? Like, that's cool. It's really cool. And, like, you, I can do cool stuff. And, like, everybody's always so mean to me, but, like, she was pretty nice. She's a little, a little standoffish, but I just feel like that's just kind of how she is. And she said that there's, like, so many different rules, like, and that you don't really have to follow them anyway. Do you know why we have rules? Do you know why we follow these rules? Uh, Yeah, I think it was, like, rule number one. Like, don't talk about Fight Club. I did not ask what the rules were. I asked you why we follow them. And the reason is because why anybody follows rules. Because if we do not, there are consequences. What do you think the consequences are for us when we do not follow these rules? First of all, we've made several messes. You have made two messes tonight that I have had to clean up. That is not the problem. The problem here is that these are two people who will be missed. And if enough people in one area start getting missed, then authorities are called. Questions are asked. And then 
somebody in an office far away picks up a phone and says, I will send Inquisition there. They come with fire. They come with water, holy water, anything that they can do to hunt us. Do they, like, bring air and earth, too, by, like, the powers, like, combined? Do you know what it is to be set on fire? No, uh, like, probably Bernie, and I've seen movies, I'll probably, like, burn up into dust. You should have seen what happened to Carol, by the way. That was, like, weird. I don't have to. I realize I have not had any time in order to educate you on what happens the ins and outs of this undead life. But for fuck's sake, Coco, there are two people dead, there is the harpy dead, and you don't care one bit. Just quietly standing there, rolling my hand around in my hair, just like waiting for my talking to to be over. There's no use arguing. He looks like he wants to say something. And then he just shakes his head. Sometimes I wish I'd never left. And he walks out. He's going to go put the body in the trunk. Missy, you're easily able to find the forklift. Am I easily able to drive it? I mean, you don't have any dots in drive, so... Mm -mm. You could give it a shot. Let's give it a shot. Woohoo! Like, it's super easy. You know, you just use this wheel, turn it around, flip this thing. It's got a little diagram on it. Oh, chef. If Missy knew how much people were paid to drive these things around, she would lose her mind more than she has. God bless OSHA. Exactly. All of those regulations are written in blood. So, beep, beep. Here's your forklift, Art. Uh, do me a favor and have a joyride on it. Just make sure it crashes into the hole in the wall. Oh. Okay. So just kind of mess the place up and then into the hole? Then into the hole. Okay. So I get to release my frustration at the evening. I will do as he says because I don't want to be on Art's bad side. Not tonight. Right now, I'm looking like the best child. I'm the favorite child, and I'm called Mischief, and I'm the good one. <laughs> Art, you're able to drop this body into the trunk. What's your next plan of action? It's going to close the trunk. going to grab a cigarette. He's going to tamp down the recoil that he feels when he lights that cigarette, puts his lighter away. Stand there and smoke. Mm-hmm. Missy and Coco, you are in this warehouse as Missy is driving around this forklift. Art hasn't come back yet, but you guys are free to have conversation if you want, or if Coco wants to just sulk. Very sulky. I'm sick of getting yelled at, and everybody's just, like, so mean all the time. It's not fair. Are you saying this out loud? I'm just going to say it's not fair out loud to you. All snarky. Exiting the forklift as it's in the hole, walking up to you. What's not fair? Like, everybody is so mean all the time. And finally, somebody's, like, nice to me, and now I'm still getting yelled at. 
Are you, are you fucking kidding me? Tonight, that other dog was nice to you and everybody else has been mean. Really? Yeah, exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I don't think you would get it. No, I don't think you get it. Who put clothes on your back? Who who got you a place to, to take shelter during the day so you didn't fry? Who bought you art supplies? Who was that? It wasn't me. Who was it? No, that was, like, kind of nice. Who was it? But, like, you guys are... Who was it? Art, uh... Art was what? He was nice to you. It wasn't mean to you. He's nice to you. He takes care of us. And you come and do this as your, what? This is how you pay him back? By whining to him about, oh, you're so mean to me because you take care of me and make sure I don't end up dead? Oh, God, Art, you're so awful to me. How dare you give me a place to stay? How dare you protect me from Jimmy? From Jimmy after he did what to you? Try to kill me. And you're going to sit there and whine because he's asked you to be responsible and follow rules so we all don't end up dead? Burnt? Tired of you, Coco. Tired of you whining. Fine. That that's fine. I'm fine with that. This is fine. Like, cool. You still don't get it. I didn't really mean to like make trouble for him or like for anybody. Why is that hard to like understand? Did you know it was wrong to kill people and leave bodies all over town? Especially in possibly somebody else's territory? Did did you know that rule? No, uh, the territory thing, like, no. Um, but, like, you know, she kind of, I don't know, I thought it was cool because, like. Oh, she, 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 it's her, it's her fault now, not yours. It's her fault now. Everybody else's fault but yours, huh? All your own problems, Coco, come from you. None of this is my fault. Oh, it's all your fault. All of this is your fault. You did all of this. Um, no. I didn't do it. I'm here cleaning it up. You think I want to spend my evening cleaning this up? Cleaning up your mess? No. Like, you looked like you were having fun smashing the walls down, though. That looks cool. Yeah, because I want to smash you. I can't. Because it's against the rules. I don't like to follow them either. We hate following them. They're really constricting. But we do it so we don't end up out in the day, frying, or worse. But, like, apparently there's other rules. Hmm? There's, like, other ways that you can, like, do, like, rules or whatever and, like, not even have to worry about, like, these, like, old rules. Like, there's other rules. There are other rules. There there are. And when you want to live by those other rules, I'm told you don't live in the mall. Go live elsewhere. Okay. Well. Is that what you want to do? Nice chat. I, I mean, like, who wants to live in a Forever 21 for, like, ever? We're not going to be in that mall forever. It's not going to be like that forever. If we follow the rules, we can build and make it better. Art has plans. But you don't care. Well. I did have plans. Yeah, you talk to her, Art. I'm done talking to her. 
Okay, sorry. Comes back into the warehouse where they're having their argument. What's left of the cigarette is hanging off of his left hand. What's done is done, is what I am supposed to say. But let's face it, you aren't listening to anything we have to say. Yes, there are other rules we could follow. There are even no rules we could follow. But the rules in the end are just an agreement between monsters to not piss off the prey. That is why we follow them. And so I I don't know what I can do to in, in, import this to you. I, I don't know what to tell you. You are very clearly not receptive to anything I have to say. You are not receptive to anything Misichif have to say. We won't even speak about Jimmy. I do not know where he is, nor am I truly interested in finding him at this time. What I am interested in is not having baseball bat shoved through my chest, because that is very likely next thing that will happen. You don't have to stay in Forever 21 anymore. The mall is off limits to all of us, because by this time tomorrow night, the Camarilla will be there, going over every square inch of it, looking for us. That is the consequence of running with the Sabbat. Okay, like, sorry. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter, Portia. It doesn't. We are monsters. We're not sorry for anything. We take what we want. And if we think about it for a while, we may remember to throw something back to the kind. I get it. I have to try very hard to be nice to the living and to the dead. I get it. But I don't wantonly murder. I don't treat them like prey animals because then they get frightened. And they get creative when they are frightened. Storyteller, what is in this warehouse? What is stored here? You start cracking open boxes and stuff? Yeah. Art's starting to crack open boxes as he's going up. They got cracked open already. Yeah. A forklift. Looking through, you see a bunch of decorations and costumes for what seems like a Thanksgiving Day parade. Wonderful. He's going to pick up, looks like a giant paper mache turkey, or like out of crepe paper. It's like one of those like hanging turkey lanterns you put on uh, on your front porch or something, hang it off of one of like the plant hooks. Something super kitschy for like Thanksgiving. Just gonna hold it in one hand. It's right hand. He's still got his cigarette in the other one. If the guy was any less scared when you burst through the wall to kill him, he would have done something like this. Art's gonna put the lid end of the cigarette next to the flammable paper. And he's going to throw it in with the other boxes. And he's going to hustle away before Rodshred takes him. He's going to tend to burn the whole place down. Why the fuck not? Sure. Missy and Coco, what do you do when Art starts this fire? Just leave, walking back to the car. 
Missy kind of lingers a bit watching the fire. But after a, about 30 seconds or so, she'll realize she, she better get out and leave. The three of you get back into the car with your new friend in the trunk. Begin driving back to the mall. Is there anything you guys want to talk about on the way to the mall? Uh, Art, when you say the the mall's off limits, do you mean we have to find somewhere else to stay? I don't really have anywhere else to to go. We'll take care of it. I don't want you to take care of it. I'm just saying, is that what you mean? Yes, that is what I mean. Unless Carol has disappeared and she did not tell anybody where she was going, they will be swarming mall by daylight. They will pull you out of your hidey holes in the daylight. You will not wake up here if you go to sleep here. Okay. She'll pull her phone out and she'll send a text to Calvin. Meet me at the mall. Urgent. He'll send you a message that he is on the way and that he'll be there. He will almost assuredly beat you to the mall. Okay. All right. And I'll look at Art. Okay. Then I'll... I'll find a place. I'll take care of myself. Don't worry about it. You've got enough to deal with. So it seems. Coco, do you have any place to stay? Um, I don't really know. I could maybe, um, not with my hands like this. It's going to make it a little more difficult to do anything. But, like, no. You still have your old apartment. Yeah, but you said I wasn't allowed there, so. Like what I say fucking matters. I'm listening to, like, what you say. Like, I do. (laughs) You don't, because I told you not to kill any more people tonight. I'm not getting back into this. The point is... You need to find somewhere to go where you will be safe during the day. If that means you have to go back home to your father, do so. She can come with me. The hands. I can't go to my dad's house. She can come with me. I'll give her. We'll find a place to stay tonight. I'll let you know where it is when I find out where it is. I swear if it's a dog box, I'm going to be like so mad. I swear, if you kill another person tonight, I'm going to be so mad. Okay, like, no more tonight. Get it. Sorry. I promise. No kennels. I am glad we are all on the same page. Ugh. I don't even think we're in the same book with this one. But I'll take care of it tonight. What are you doing? I will need an evening to figure out how to spin this this all falls on Walter's head as well and he's already furious but he does not have that much pull that much power everybody knows to come to Jimmy and to us can we take um, my friend Summer with me or like do you want to keep her like locked in the mall so that everybody like thinks I'm actually here what Oh, I forgot. Um, so Carol, um, told me that like, like she could do me a favor and have like her friend Summer. I think that Svipo said that she was like a ghoul or something. 
anyway, like she helped me tie her up and stuff. Um, so that was cool, but she's in forever 21 because she won't like chill there for like a couple days. Apparently like you have to like train it like, like a cat or something. You took Carol's ghoul and tied her up in your place of staying. When you say it like that, like it sounds bad. Okay, so like kind of, but not really, but also yes. What I find amusing, Art, is that you're still surprised. When you hear these things from her mouth. That is because I have an unfailing optimism of the human condition. (laughs) He said sarcastically. Okay, so like, can she come with me or does she have to stay here? Have you fed her yet? Like people food? No. Oh, like, yeah, totally did that. So she has drank of your blood. Yeah, like twice. So like the first time Carol said to do it because um, it would like help or she wanted it or something like I forget. You would know as somebody who's into drugs that she was jonesing for a fix. Yeah, she definitely needed like needed it. So did that and then she like fell asleep. So then the second time she wanted to leave, so I did it again, and then she, like, passed out, and then people had to help me tie her up because, like, my hands are jacked. All right. I will need 15 minutes to check my files for other places to stay. I'm going to need to find places that nobody else knows about. Um, It is fine. I will have something. Yes, take her with you. She is going to be taking care of you during the daylight hours. That is what it means to have a ghoul. It's not something that I enjoy doing, and as such I do not do it. But you have done so already. Fantastic. Great. Great. It's, like, gonna take a couple days, though. Like, she's not, like, super chill yet. Do you want to do this? Well, I mean, like, she needs to keep my um, ankle monitor on. Like, I don't know how to take that thing off. So she needs to, like, listen to me, right? She is wearing the ankle monitor? Yeah. Then no, she is not going with you. She is already dead. The last thing that we need to do is bring your tracking device with you when you go to hide from watching the harpy get murdered. Right, cool. That's what I'm saying, too. Okay, cool. Like, so, no ankle bracelet for me. Love this. Yes. I mean, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry, ass. Sorry. Mm. Sorry. Mm. He's not going to say anything else for the rest of the drive. So after a long stretch of silence, Missy will just look to Art Calvin will help me find a place, and I'll take her with me. I'm not taking the other one, right? He'll nod. All right, and then um, when we get set, I'll let you know where we are. Calvin should already be at the mall when we show up, so we'll just get right in the car and go. 
Art will nod again. He's going to reach into his pocket with a free hand. He's going to pull out a wad of bills. Hand it to Missy. Uh, don't need that. It's one night. It might not be just one night. She'll take the, the wad out of the his hand and she'll fan it out. She'll find a halfway point and then she'll give the other half back to him. This is enough. We don't need much. Uh, money, please. Shut up. You're the reason we have to do this. He's going to put the rest of that in his pocket. He's going to pull another cigarette. He's going to put it in his mouth. It's unlit. He's chewing on it. It's all right. He's going to keep it together. To speed things up a little bit, you will be able to arrive back at the mall. Missy will see a very familiar car. It's a familiar car to Art as well, I imagine. With Calvin standing outside of it. Are there any parting words before Missy and Coco get in with Calvin and drive off? I just say I'm sorry one more time. She apologizes. And Art, it's been a long night. Sure. She's sorry. Sure. Missy, there is something in there that rings a little hollow to you. But you have the rest of the evening with Calvin to get it out of her. As the two of you get into the car and head off to wherever Calvin is taking you, likely back to his place. Probably back to his place. We'll just light proof uh, the bedroom. Get some real heavy blankets. Get under the bed, that kind of thing. Art, what are you doing? Art is going to go through the usual motions. He turns the car off, pops the trunk. He's got his ways to get back into his haven unseen when he's carrying a body. He's done this a lot. And he'll get into his haven, throw the body onto the gurney that he keeps on standby for all of this. There's a uh, particular bandsaw from a construction site that's there. There's some other unsavory tools, power tools, things of that nature. Takes his little Agaritsuko lunchbox and puts it in the refrigerator, closes the door, takes a deep breath, goes right back over to the body, looks at the guy. You know, for what it is worth, I am sorry and I wish, uh, I wish you the best in the next life. And he's going to let his frenzy go. And his hand is going to punch straight through the chest cavity. And he's just going to reach straight in for that heart and just rip it out. Blood, viscera, all of it flying all over the haven. It's spraying all over computer monitors, soaking papers. And he's just going to feast and eat his feelings because he knows that tomorrow is going to be very, very difficult. After he's had a minute to calm down, he will go see what he can find at the Forever 21. Going into the back, into the dressing rooms, you're going to hear the sounds of restrained movement. Are you invisible? Yes. On the ground, you're going to see a young woman, a little bit older than Missy, dressed similarly to how Missy dresses in that kind of street kid look. She is bound. She has a gag. 
you can see that where her eyes are are two dots of reflective light as though she is attempting to see in the darkness that is the Forever 21's dressing room. She's clearly trying to get out of her binds. And she's wearing the ankle bracelet? Yes. Art's gonna watch her for a second, shake his head. He's going to go and he's, there's cloth bags or something that's around. He knows it. First, he's going to make like he's going to suffocate this girl. Comes up like she's trying to squirm and get out, and he drops a knee on her chest to stop her. So there's this invisible weight hanging on her chest. She's not strong enough to push you off between being tied up, between you being a vampire, between anything. But she starts shaking her head no, and he keeps trying to say something. He's got this cloth in both hands, and he's ready to put it over her face. And he stops. And with invisible stinking hands, he pulls the gag. It's just a a tired voice just says, please don't. There have been too many lives snuffed out tonight. I think we'll save you yours. She breaks into immediate tears and crying and mumbling thank you between all of it. Art is going to get up, release the weight from her chest, and kind of pick her up by her ankle so he can take a look at this ankle bracelet. It looks like the one that was on Coco until very recently. He's going to disable the, the tracking bracelet so he can take it off of her ankle and set it aside, pick her up so she's standing up, and then untie her. So this mystical physical force has done this. And then he's going to fade back into reality because doing all this is going to break that. I know it. Somewhere along the lines, yeah. She was blindfolded. When you untie her to the point where she could like move her arms and her hands... She doesn't immediately reach for it. She just kind of stands there trembling and rubs at the wrist of her opposite arm to just kind of get some of the kinks and stuff out. He's going to put his hands on either side of her head, keeping the blindfold in place. Count to ten. Take blindfold off. Leave this place. Go far away. For your benefit as well as mine. And then he's going to leave. He's going to leave that uh, ankle bracelet just sitting in the uh, Forever 21 dressing room. There's nodding and sobbing. And then after a moment, she just says, one. As uh, he's walking out, he'll drop a couple bills on the floor. And then vanish back to uh, back to his haven. As he is leaving, he will hear her say thank you again, and then she'll say two, counting very slowly. He's going to stand there and fade out of sight, just outside the Forever 21. So when she counts to ten and leaves, he can see her go. And after a minute, much longer than it takes people to normally count to ten, 
you will see her timidly step out out here in the the better light of outside. You will see the bruise marks around her wrists, the some bruising probably on her arms, and she just looks and then starts to run. She turns the corner towards the door where you guys came in. And a moment later, you'll hear a, a thud into the door and then the bar on the door being pressed and opened up. Well, let's see what else I can do to get myself killed tonight. I have a podcast to record. Perfect ending line. In his right hand, you will see a pistol that is covered in a shitload of duct tape. Yo, a cop just gave that thing to her. Do you want to make another one of those frenzy rolls? Because I feel like that's where he might be right now. Because if he... If he... <laughs> I'm going to start taking penalties to frenzying here. It has been that kind of night. <laughs> it has definitely been a night for Arthur Subcheck. The three of you get back into the car with your new friend in the trunk. Begin driving back to the mall. Is there anything you guys want to talk about on the way to the mall? First of all, before we get into that, everybody's still good, right? What an, oh, great. I'm good. <laughs> Fantastic. Amazing. <laughs> No, Just good. making sure. Oh, was I going too hard on on poor Coco? I'm sorry. No, no. she probably deserves it. Yeah, she does. <laughs> I'm standing here holding a shoe, just waiting for it. You know. <laughs> Rude. If I had um, rolled up newspaper available, I'd boop her on her nose. All right, no, cool. I just, <laughs> you know, doing okay. the adult Checking. thing. <laughs> uh, cool. Gonna pull another cigarette. He's gonna put it in his mouth. It's unlit. He's chewing on it. It's all right. He's gonna keep it together until the next frenzy roll. I know exactly what's gonna happen. Gonna crash the car and kill everybody. Thought about it, but no. Podcast over. <laughs> I, I'm not ending the VTM podcast like it's a shadow run. I'm not. <laughs> Are there any parting words before Missy and Coco get in with Calvin and drive off? I just say I'm sorry one more time. Are you lying? A little bit. Oh my God. Art, if you would like to roll wits and insight. Can I? Can I? Yeah. Uh, and if you want to roll, I guess, manipulation and subterfuge. Oh, man, I see right through her. Oh. Uh no. No, that's three tens that you rolled, Missy. Yeah, that was seven for Missy. Oh yay! Five for Coco. Two for Arthur. Yeah. Does Art wanna try and shoot the moon or you saving your willpower? Saving the willpower. Cool. This Vampire of the Masquerade Chronicle is a non official fan created work by the Without a Net podcast. 
Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com.